Hello and welcome to Films and Swearing, the Foul Mouth Movie Podcast that records straight out of Fife, Scotland. I'm your host, Stuart Sullen, and joining me, Magic Mike Christie. Ah, uh, Nay Colonel this week. Nay Colonel. Um, I could cry it. I was going to cry you the magic egg, but that's someone else. Uh, I was going to go along with Pork Chop. Ah. The pork Chop Express. Do you know what I mean? Right, Pork Chop Express. <laughs> Alright, uh, if you, that's not enough clues, you're listening to episode 143, Big Trouble in Little China. Really I wonder, trouble. I actually really kind of wonder what came up with that like title. I know, that's because... It's a great wee title, and it's it's something that everyone's ever heard of. Like, it's something that everyone has heard of. Like yeah. that title alone, they might have not seen the film, but obviously knows. Uh, a film cried big trouble in Little uh, China. We were in Sainsbury's last week, and uh, she was like, "Oh, that's the film doing the podcast." And I went, "Ah, that's it there." I know. <laughs> fucking Sainsbury's is sponsoring like our eighties season. I was uh, in I there know, yesterday. I had Manhunter as well. They had Manhunter, they had, uh, they had fucking everything. They had both Blu-ray and DVD of Big Trouble in Little China. They had They Live, and I almost bought that I for seven, seven quid. quid. I know, that's I was actually so decent dead. for that, because that's usually stupid prices online. Uh, but fuck, they had like Tootsie and like pretty much F- every sort of decent 80s uh, like, outside of the norm, because there's no like big and things like that. It's something uh, like Mannequin and like... Uh, all this other shit. Aye, fucking hamburger hell and stuff. <clears throat> and it's like, Jesus Christ, Sainsbury. I know. I should have just, like, got some films and swear and stickers and just stuck it on top of the, the display, like, put on each of the cases of the films we've covered and just Aye. sneak at the store before they catch me. <laughs> but uh, we're yeah. not going to talk about much new at the beginning because we were doing a double today. Uh, so, no trailer talk this week. No, that's not anyway. Aye, aye. We've not discussed it prior to recording, so let's just listen to those seagulls. The Wendy's open because it's fucking roasting in Scotland. Uh, and it's actually in the day for a change. Yeah, we're not going, yeah, aye, it's good. Aye, aye. <laughs> aye we're going to be awake. It's almost like a slow build, eh? It is. Uh, Alright, folks, it's time to hold your horses because <laughs> films, films and swearing is the type of movie podcast that likes to spoil their films. And today we emphasise this point by quickly scrolling down. When some wild-eyed eight-foot-tall maniac grabs your neck and taps the back of your favourite head up against the barroom wall, looks you crooked in the eye and asks you, Are you seeing big trouble in Little China? You just stare that big sucker right back in the eye and remember what old Magic Mike always says at a time like that. Have you seen big trouble in China? Yes, sir. I bought it off Amazon. Big trouble in China. Or bought for Sainsbury's with my nectar points. <sighs> so yes, uh, we are going to spoil the fuck out of Big Trouble in Little China. If you have not seen it, go to Sainsbury's, I guess. Uh, or Amazon, through our, our shop link, and get watched. Then come back and listen to the rest of the podcast. There you go. I thought you would have played the... In the one at the start of the film when it kicks in. Like I, I think I, I do have. Oh, yeah, I do have another theme. I just went for like sort of generic uh, the... sort of background one rather than like the big trouble. <laughs> right, well, that fucking save the karaoke for later. Yeah. Big trouble in Little China from director John Carpenter. Prior in his directing career he is responsible for films such as The Birds oh, fucking no, I. No. <laughs> I 1974's Dark Star which is I've not seen that one in the far reaches of space a small crew <laughs> 20 years into their solitary mission finds things to go hilariously wrong it's an obscure one. So it kind of wants to be like Alien, but no. Seems Maybe. like it wants to get funny all of a sudden. In uh, 1976, we've got pre- Assault on Prison 13. Still not seen that one. You've still not seen it yet? Nah, oh, man. I, I need to get it sorted. Of course, 1978, we've got Halloween. Uh, eight to Fog. Yes. Uh, before that, well, in between, you did do the Elvis TV movie with Kurt Russell. Oh, that one's yeah. 1979. Uh, that is like about a three-hour-long movie. 
I was close. That one off my list. I did. I watched, <clears throat> I, I watched it once. I was like, doing the Kurt Russell challenge. And it wasn't bad, but it, it takes up your day. Yeah. So, and of course you said The Fog from 1980, Escape from New York, 81, The Thing in 82, Christine in 83, and then 84 he directed Starman with Jeff Bridges. Quite a busy guy in the 70s and 80s. Aye, like he was fucking knocking them out. And sure, he's always been like this type of director where it could be they might not all be in huge giant box office successes yeah but these films have all kind of stood the test of time ah, i'm pretty sure if you they've got a hardcore following Aye. Mm-hmm. so cast a big trouble in little china consists of kurt russell jack burton kim cattrall as gracie law uh, dennis dunn as wang chi james hong as David Lopin. Uh, Victor Wong as Egg Shen. Kate Burton as Margot. Donald Lee as Eddie Lee. Carter Wong as Thunder. Peter Kwong as Rain. James Park as Lightning. <laughs> and let's see, you've also had Chow Yi Chi as Uncle Chu. Well, I think that's the old boy at the very start. No, that's Egg Shen. Ah, uh, Egg Shen's there. Uh, and Susie Pai as Miao Yin. Wang's fiance, is it not? Aye. The lassie with the green eyes. Mm. Okay, so, in a nutshell, Mike, what is the plot of Big Trouble in Little China? IMDb summed up in one sentence, if if you, you want to use that lifeline. Nah, I'll go with what I had written down. Basically, Kurt Russell played a trucker. Mm-hmm who has a friend who has a restaurant. One yes. Got a restaurant. Yeah. And they're just doing a basic trip to the train station to pick up his bird. Aye, aye. And then she gets kidnapped by... The Lords of Death. Lords of Death, that's the name of them. Can you remember the name of them? And then it's just... She turns into, like, fucking sorcery and shit. Aye. But it's centuries old sorcery shit mm-hmm. this is no <clears throat> David Blaine shit here no no <laughs> the modern day equivalent of sorcery what was the IMDB one IMDB's was an all American trucker gets dragged into a centuries old mystical battle in Chinatown ah it's kind of a a gist if you could describe a film in a sentence um, obviously, this is not your first time watching Big Trouble in Little China, I guess. Nah, it's not. Do you remember when you first saw it? Was what? it at school? No, actually, <laughs> it wasn't. I always remember the, always remember the ending. Right. When Jack what? was going up against the three. Oh, aye, the storms. Aye, the three storms, and uh, I always remember that as a wee kid, and then when. Oh, what one was it that fucking goes to? Oh yeah, I, I forget, but it's the dude with the the fucking wee spiffy haircut. Yeah, him. The one that looks like the muscle. I, I always remember that as a wee kid. I'm sure mm-hmm. it must be. I couldn't expect my mum to watch it, but I think my dad. This might have been. Up yeah. His, aye. <clears throat> and then I think I finally watched it. Fully, I think when it was the twentieth. Anniversary release DVD. Okay. And it came like all the documentaries and shit. Yeah. Which I never ever remember watching. I think I've watched it maybe once or twice after that. Aye, aye. I'm similar. I remember seeing it as a kid when I was wee, but only bits of it. I'd like to imagine maybe it was on like Channel 4 and I was watching bits I could watch and when it got a bit scary, I switched over to something else. Uh-huh. Like, that guardian, like the floating orb of eyeballs, oh, yeah. that thing spooked me as a kid. <laughs> I just I couldn't watch it when that was on the screen. But then again, fast forward, to, well, go back ten years, and that's maybe when I first watched it again. When you get online and fuck, it has like a presence. Like you realise it's kind of got like a cult following, and like, yeah, oh, I better check this out. Fuck, still saying it's pretty good. And then it wasn't until I saw, like, when Arrow put out a Blu-ray of it. Yeah. And it's like, ah, oh, this is just what I need to fill this void. Because there's supposed to be this good thing 
about sort of John Carpenter films and the Blu-ray releases like nine times out of ten if it's a film from John Carpenter and it stars Kurt Russell the two of them have gotten together and recorded audio commentaries for uh, their films so pretty much Escape from New York Big Trouble in Little China The Thing um, John Carpenter and fucking Kurt Russell sit down and just have a blather for about an hour and a half yeah sometimes they talk about the film sometimes they just fucking get caught up on an old story and just yeah. so it's always fun listening to to them and it's no just like some guy that's yeah. watched the film 30 times. Sometimes with the, sometimes with the audio commentaries, you kind of wish you could just like, listen to the commentary without watching the... Aye. <coughs> the, watching the exactly. Film. Unless you put the subtitles on, but it'd be good if they'd done, if they released like, audio commentaries like... On oh, like, like an like, MP3. Aye, like an MP3, like an audio book or something. Exactly. But yeah, aye, I've seen it maybe about half a dozen times now, I think. There's always, like every couple... Maybe like once a year, I kind of get the mood to, yeah. to put it on. Uh, I've got a feeling that it ranks quite high up there since it was the only fucking film you put up on the poll. Oh, yeah. Stand by me could wait. Uh, and well, Cobra. Uh, Cobra uh, yeah. And that's how I would say it. No, I've still no fucking seen Cobra. Oh, man. See? Cobra. Basically, it's like it's Stallone's version of Beverly Hills It's good. Right. It's really good. Well, that's it. We've got the opportunity to do some air seasons before yeah. the end of the year, so it could be a Stallone season. We'll just have to see how it goes. So, okay. We've, met, we've both seen the film again a few times. Yeah. Do you like the film, Mike? Aye. Aye, it's up there with one of my favourites, anyway. Mm-hmm. I do quite really fucking enjoy this film. Um, let's go through the cast. Obviously, we've got Kurt Russell as like, the, the great American fucking oaf. Like yeah. he, he he does try to play it cool, but like when it gets into the uh, brass tacks, he's a bit of a tit. Uh, like in every fight scenes, he's a bit uh, fucking clumsy, ain't yeah. he? As a mere as the times we're like in eighties films with Kurt Russell, apart from maybe the thing, it kind of looks like he's almost wearing like eyeliner. Maybe because a couple of bits in the film that I kind of has the look of like I think it's maybe just because of the but it's been like well, like the resolution been changed on the uh, new. Like updates and stuff, but it kind of looks like he's got like a bit of eyeliner going around his eye. Aye, well, that's it because when people talked about it, when we went in the HD and things and cleaned up, cleaned up, you started to see the flaws. Like when people used to wear wigs, you could see the seams and yeah. or like bald caps. The same, like they do this a lot where like all the old Shaw Brothers film, they upscaled all of those, yeah. and you can now see clear as day that like, the backgrounds are just like a wallpapered set, where it's just <laughs> it's supposed to be a, a sky and a sun and hills, uh, and you can just see the line of the wallpaper going up. The same when I mean, you watch like even like, in, like older films, you can like, when they're in cars, Aye. they're clearly not in a car, they're clearly not driving down the road, they're just fucking... Ah, they're just sat stationary and there's just some film yeah. playing in the backgrounds. Um. I, I kind of actually had the same thought when I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I'd opened scene, it's Kurt Russell driving a car, and they were just his look. It's like, is he wearing heavy makeup? <sighs> but. I Maybe guess it's so, just his age now. Well, that's it. This was, this was them uh, de ageifying him in Guardians of the Galaxy. It's like a 30 years back flashback, so he's 80s Kurt Russell ah, driving a car. Right, as a, I've still so, seen that one yet. But. Um. Bye. I do. I love the character of Jack Burton. Like all these bullshit speeches he does when he's sitting uh, driving, like the Pork Chop Express. Aye. And this is actually the first time I noticed he was actually carrying pigs in the back of the 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 halls that he was yeah. driving. It's like he actually is the Pork Chop Express. He is delivering yeah. pigs. Like times before I watched him, yeah. why the fuck does he cry his truck, the Pork Chop Express? Yeah. Like at the start of the film as well, when he's on his like we walk in. Aye. Like. Is he like speaking out to like a designated channel? Is there somebody that actually tuned in to, to listen talking to, to him? any cunt that'll listen to him? <laughs> like dishing out life lessons for free uh, on his wee fucking CB radio. Yeah. Uh, is? He's like, have you paid your dues, Jack? You just look him in the eyes. Like, yes, sir. The check is in the mail. He's like, who's like you're spouting complete shit? But did he stop? <laughs> <laughs> um, Wang shows up. When we get our gambling scene, ah uh, yeah, the Where? bottle with a knife. Okay, uh, Wang was gonna fucking play him with that bottle. Eh? Cause uh, there was something done. He also had something like we trick lined up and then ah, uh, yeah. 
chop my bottle and just put fucking scalps them in the puss of it. That would be a good time like, if he didn't have all those fucking reflexes he keeps fucking talking about. If he did scalp them in the puss, that's a good time to grab the money and run. Yeah. <laughs> I keep thinking that it's sort of like an equivalent of Indiana Jones and short rounds. But I almost like, I almost like, when I was writing down like my notes and stuff before I got one, I kind of forgot I did write down short, short rounds. rounds. Because he is, he's sort of like, he is technically a short Asian sidekick, but when it comes, like, when we say Kurt Russell is useless in a fight, fucking Wang Chi is deadly in a fight. He is uh, a fucking weapon. Like, he just springs into action, batters uh, all cunt, and then by the time fucking Jack Barton's loaded his gun, everyone's dead. Yeah. Uh, I find it weird, you know, obviously he goes to pick up Mao Ying at the airport, uh, and they pull a photo over and look. I was like, when you first see that picture over, it's like, wait a second, the girl from China doesn't really look Chinese. Yeah. I reckon if it was like, is this as far as I stretch to find a girl with green eyes? And say, like, right, you're yeah, kind of Asian. But the thing is, what are you thinking? But was it um, Wang's fiance that were actually kidnapping? Because remember, Gracie Law was there. Aye. She was waiting for. She was waiting for. Because she was clued up in all this, obviously. She, Jack and Wang, obviously. she comes around like a fucking walking uh, knowledge bomb in every scene yeah. where she walks in and says like, the lords of death or and uh, notorious street gangs are like, thank you for like filling in the blanks in her yeah. what's here Gracie and she just shows up and just drops all this knowledge yeah. but aye she was, kind of, she was trying to I can't quite remember off the top of my head but it was like the other lassie for China was like a pet project for her she was trying to get her into the country stop her from being oppressed and get yeah. her, I reckon what the fuck was going on with her, but Gracie was there to fucking save her and protect her rights and yeah. whatever. And next time, like the next time, time you get to fucking see her is when she comes out of bedroom. Like, what's going on? It's like, no, nah, hen, just go back to your bed. Look, <laughs> sounds like there's big trouble going on. No, no, hen, back to sleep. You need to protect your rights. <laughs> they all go out and fucking fights fucking demons. Yeah. Speaking of the Lords of Death. Like, when they show up at the airport, obviously, street gangs in the 80s kind of are... Well, they look like fucking cunts right in the 80s. But that one dude wearing, like, the politically incorrect sunglasses Uh, with white shades with little slits on them. Like, you're lucky you're Chinese. uh, (laughs) I do love, like, when you get those, uh, like, the wee quarrel in the airport and fucking Kurt Russell runs in. Wait, this might be a different bit. I was going to say he tries to stop the fight and he gets fucking decked. Aye. Aye, because they start whipping out weapons Aye, he going in front a of fucking, him. A wee, like, Scottish blade. Aye, he's like, where did you get that? Like, <laughs> it's like he's never been in a fight before uh. or seen these fucking weapons. Like, there's one dude where, it wasn't a staff and it wasn't nunchucks, but he was just fucking throwing the weapon around in front of him. And Kurt Russell just had this blank look on his face like, going, um, um. And he just trips over someone. Aye, a guy like swoops his leg under him. Eh? Aye. Uh, which eventually they all can't get kidnapped. Aye, they almost, uh, aye, Wang and Jack almost get run over with the... the aye, the, the the street gang. Yeah. And that where... car was going really fucking fast in the underground car park. Eh? I can. you got to turn a corner in a second, slow down. Uh-huh. Aye, cut to the when they get to Chinatown. And they take that sharp right into the alley. Yeah. Oh, and that is like, that's probably like the first key bit of the film, I would say. Mm-hmm. It is like, when they get there, I always love that fucking shot. At the funeral. Aye, where he's just looking in the, the side mirror and he just sees the dude with the fucking cleaver coming, like emerging from the Aye. fog. But a bit of maybe laugh a bit when they both the pull up. Rolls down the window and he looks to the woman as like butchering a fucking pig or something. Aye. And he goes to ask her something and she just like closes that window. And, uh, and then obviously you see him looking in his mirror and it's the wee guy with the fucking Aye. coming in the kitchen. You know, it's when they first go around, Lopan is on the street. No, I'm certain like it is just Lopan is like they go around the corner and just like this man just turns around and looks as the car goes past. And it is the 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 ghostly Lopan, the but he, he's like dressed in black. 
I don't know, I don't know what's that. It's when we said the dude with the cleaver emerges uh, and uh, you've got the funeral party coming uh, through coming down and it's rival gangs mm. and all it's of a sudden kind of almost got like a warrior sort of feel to it eh? mm-hmm. like you were waiting all day just to fucking drop this shit and start like having a full on martial arts duel but no they've whipped out fucking machine guns and start tearing uh, into each other and there's no one until they've all shot each other they come back out, pull the dead aside and then they come out with the weapons and start uh, fighting hand to hand I do remember reading on Wikipedia that this was, this film was put into production to match another film coming out the same year that was similar. There's an Eddie Murphy coming, film, uh, The Golden Child. Uh, on one of my notes. Aye. And Aye. they were saying that this, John Carpenter was happy to do this film because it scratched that itch that he wanted to do a martial arts film. Uh, and it is, it pretty much... Uh, is a martial arts film it's got like sci-fi supernatural tones to it but they're fucking fuck kung fu fighting and yeah. there is like they do have some nice wee uh, snap breaks when they're fighting like one dude holds a like a panel of wood like a, a strip of wood puts mm. over the dude's head and, and just knees him in the pass uh, and breaks the wood over the back of his head like Jesus Christ so that was a bit of match uh, just I would have just fucking scalped him with a bit of wood Mm. And knee in the pus. Boys getting their arms broken. Like those things where just. <laughs> where there's also not an arm in that sleeve, and you just see it fucking yeah, get yeah. twisted the wrong direction. But. Um, it's the fact that like, the people that are like, at the funeral, it's like they're not even phased the fact that their funeral has been like fucking broken up and like the casket's been shot to shit. Aye, aye. And, and those poor American truckers stuck in the middle of it all. Yeah, and then that's when. The three storms show up. Yes, uh, when shit starts getting fucking supernatural. Yeah. I always fucking love... And it's been the fucking, like, each of them pulls out, like, different weapons. Because, um, the, the muscly one, he is the Aye. one that's got, the, like, the two knives. And he does, Aye. like, a total really shitty-looking front flip. Ah, throws, throws the knives. Takes them out, then you've got the one that's got, like, fucking he's spinning holding, fork things. Ah, it's like he's holding two spanners and just spin them rooms. <laughs> I work in a garage. <laughs> And there is there's one other dude who has like the claws, like the little back scratchers. Aye. And then also they begin to they start freaking out and they kind of trot and they start fucking run over Lopan. Ass. Aye, they pretty much just run over Lopan. Eh? Aye. And like, I reckon that intro of Lopan always freaked me out as a bear. Like, that was one of the things I had to avoid was just just seeing him in all like the. All white. The old. White makeup and all that. Aye, and like all that old like ancient Chinese. Aye, it's got like almost like a. Like, what was that fucking Chinese vampire film? Like the Mr. Vampire films? Yeah, it's kind of got that wee feel to it. Aye, he does come and look like he's some old ancient Chinese villain. Yeah. But it's it's the the lighting up was what got me. Just like when the eyes love in the mouth yeah. and his fucking claws. Aye, fucking blinds his jacket. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't look in his eyes! Too late! And it's when he fucking pulls him in down and says, don't worry, we'll clear it. And he starts splashing fucking puddle water in his eyes. He's like, how's that, Jack? It's like, better, but fucking minky. <laughs> but aye, when they cut back to like, they escape, get back to the house. Yeah. And it's when they're trying to figure out what's going on. And you get, this is like your introduction to Eddie and yeah. Uncle Chew's there as well, I think, along with Egg Shen. Yeah. And this is like Gracie Law just barges in the house. Uh, like, I Gracie Law filling them through knowledge. I was like, "Don't panic, it's only me, Gracie Law, a fucking lawyer, and all around do gooder." This is my friend Margot, who's itching for a story, <sighs> and she was desperate for a story. She needed this, <sighs> like for some reason. Like there was a level of like desperation. Mm. Next part I've written about is when Jack shows up at the. They sent him out to do some undercover work at the brothel. <laughs> and he's all like totally dressed. He up. looks like a fucking skinny Chris Farley. Like, there's something about the glasses and the hair. Like, the, maybe just the way he was acting, the mannerisms, but it just looks like like he's trying to act a bit geeky. Yeah. Wears fucking combed hair and his brown tweed jacket. And it's like, oh hell, I'd, I'd pay top dollar for a girl with green eyes. Shucks. And they're just like talking old timey. Yeah. And. Ah, they're they're playing them doing. I love the fact when like the mistress is going to like going down the corridor and they're just like this secret panel on the wall. She talk like touches a part of the wall and it just moves. Yeah. She just sneaks in the secret passage. Like obviously it's a false front. Obviously they're aye they're trafficking humans, but 
they know that he's fucking aye pretty much he's no who he said he is aye and it's when the fucking three storms fucking ascend upon the brothel yeah and you get that it's just I loved how they just fucking tear the ceiling off the brothel like Uh, just the fucking like these three fucking huge gaps and they just fucking hover in yeah and Fucking God bless Jack Burton where he just goes on to fucking punches one in the face and it uh, does nothing. And they punch him again. It's the noises they make as well when they're like fucking flexing and all that. Aye. The but what they mean like the and they get Aye. all like, oh shit, they're lo- they're fucking loaded with chi <laughs> We're gonna get fucking decked. But his fucking poor Jacks fucking batters him twice, does nothing, he just fucking <laughs> does him once and jacks away. They do a little bit of recon and then they all go back to the flat. Uh, and it's on like the second trip back where he's obviously there washing up. And Margot's like, I'm so monumentally naive. And fucking Eddie's beside her and it's like, you are. I was like, thanks for that, pal. I didn't mean, I didn't mean you to, to fucking say that. I reckon there's always something about it. Like, Kurt Russell is always cool as fuck in these films. Like, every line of dialogue always seems to be slick and he, like... He more or less always acts macho as fuck. Yeah. Like, when they decide, right, we're going out now. And it's like, if we're not do- if we're not back by dawn, call the president. <sighs> Where he's fucking telling them to lock the doors, lock the windows, and yeah. fucking, like, keep the torches going. Like, he's always... It's more than, like, an Arnie one-liner. Aye. It's, it's always, like, a proper little speech he always does. It's when they get... Uh, captured like they pretend to be fucking electricians Aye. they just fucking walk right past the security like, alright guys alright we'll go here and fix that thing <laughs> troll and they run for the door and security be getting fucking fire for that shit aye and it's got the big fucking green doors and Wang Chi's like unlocking the door and he says oh yeah it's something like it's something really fucking bleak like the the pit of endless souls and like what he's like no it just says keep out and he opens the door <laughs> They're just fucking winding Jack's ticket. But it's when they fucking... They go underwater. Aye. And then it's all the fucking bodies. That's and... ghastly. Like, that's just some <laughs> it's, wrong it's, shit. And as you see, um, you see, like, Jack's, like, mannerism, and he's, like, fucking gone past it. He's, like, like totally uh, flapping about. Uh, he's, he's fared, like, so he doesn't want to get... doesn't want to fucking drink in any of that water. <sighs> and it's, they more or less get fucking captured, and they Aye. end up... This is their introduction to Lopan. Old man Lopan. <laughs> Old man Lopan. <laughs> and he does, he just comes in in his wee fucking wheelchair and it. it looks just, like, I can't look like he's like decomposing like yeah, right in front of them, eh? Fucking old wrinkly Lopan, like, he does look just scabby as fuck. And it's just, it, how, like, he talks about his dream. Like, when I was hearing him, I was like, that voice is definitely familiar. And it is, it's just that James Hong. Uh, like, the American Chinese guy, or like the Chinese guy put in every American film, yeah. him under maybe a lot of fucking makeup. But um, just how he always thought it, one to find that woman with green eyes, and he's all giddy and fucking Jack shitting on his dreams. He's like, oh no, I don't like this at all. <laughs> but it's when they try to break out because they get put in like a holding cell. Ah, they're like blindfolded and they're in like like a wheel, they're in wheelchairs. Ah, they're in like little rick, like little wicker basket wheelchairs. Yeah, and it's not until one of the three storms is bringing in Eddie, like when the whole gang running after them to try and save them, and they get to the elevator, and so like, oh, I'll take you to the elevator. Press button for gas, <laughs> and it just fucking knocks everyone out. Like, aye, aye, because Gracie and fucking. Aye, there's way. like we'll save them, and they get gassed. <laughs> Like stupid cunts, and it's not until like they're fucking pegging Eddie on one of the walls, and they jump up, start trying to batter the fucking the butch one. Aye. And this is like originally he teases it when I mean, he starts to swell up. Aye. And he does they fucking go Aye, full, go full on. fucking blowfish, but he gets we are blown, and this is where he fucking fires Jack in the tunnel. Oh, in the wheelchair. Ah, he fucking like hits him once. Fucking doing, and that's a scary shot. Uh, going doing backwards aye. in a wheelchair in his and arms. Like, aye, and it's, it's like, aye, because he can't reach he can't the walls. He can't the sides. And it's like a all, big fucking hole right at the bottom of there. Aye, it's a wee bit movie bullshit that he's got the strength to push himself aye. back up. Like, well, okay, aye, oh, and then he has to 
practically like fucking propel yourself off the chair to fall and stop from falling. Aye. But it is, I do love that shot of him just like the helplessness of going down there. It's like, that is the scariest ride I could imagine. <laughs> I was like, for a person that's ever been on a roller coaster, but just going down hell backwards and you can't fucking grab onto anything. Yeah. Like, nope. It's when, obviously, they get back together. Like, mm. Jackie Boy and Wang and Eddie and they're going to free like the lassies that have been tied up. Uh, it's a no bit much. They, those guards never liked Gracie Law awfully well. She's fucking hog-tied. Like, uh, gagged, yeah. arms and legs tied together. <laughs> well, fucking... Fucking Margot's got a pen and uh, paper and she's sitting right in her... Aye. It's like, fucking, they, did, they didn't like the move on Gracie. They fucking, like, <laughs> shut up, American woman. Well, she's a bit, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, like... A bit mouthy. It's a bit of sense in one. <laughs> um... So then, obviously, fucking Jack and Wang and Ed Shane, fucking Eddie, and that they all start to they basically compile like a group of them to go after Lopan because he's aye now got the two of them, Gracie and Gracie and Malian aye and yeah. they've got this really like, geisha aye like, outfits like on. he his quids is in when he sees like there's fucking two, two aye green eyes aye because how the fuck does Gracie get captured again? When they're sneaking out and the big fucking monster arm grabs her by the heat. I always love that shot when they're all sneaking out. They've just about made it, but she's so fucking noise- nosy. She has to look at something and she gets grabbed yeah. by the monster. But it's like the portrait on the wall in the ice cut and it's big red Aye. bloodshot eyes of the the big ginger Chewbacca. Nightmare <laughs> creature. Aye, that's it. Because they, they were all but saved. They had everyone yeah. they needed. But but then, like just before that, bit, I didn't quite I reckon if it's today with like the fucking sorcery and shit about him when no old old Lopan mm-hmm. Lopan's like fucking standing over uh, Yang and he's like oh know, he's like, still fleshless aye, and he's aye. like touching through on him and she's like sleeping aye because that, that's obviously just because he's aye, because he needs he, he's of like she's physical just, but he's still just a ghost aye. he's just trying to fucking cup her boobs and he can't do aye, anything I know oh. that no, I was just trying to cup her feel there it's like, oh, my young like, Asian bride. It's like standing away, like, soon. Aye. And he's looking across at fucking Grace and, and you're the girl from Porky's. <laughs> my quids are in. It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. We're going to make you howl on the oh, wedding night. That's the fucking bit where he... It's the bit where he goes... Is it like the three three guys and the two girls? Hmm. I... What do you mean? Oh, it's a Ah, it's a, it's a come up better set best. Where like Lopan's like fucking talking. I can't remember who he's talking to, but I think he's talking to Gracie and that, and he's talking about basically being like an orgy sort of thing. <laughs> and that, and he's like, see some of the lines of like being like two like two girls and three guys and all that. Mm-hmm. And that's the way you kind of put that across. These are the old bastards. <laughs> like I just love the fact where he's like, he just totally looks really sleazy. Yeah, he does. And it, he's talking about like. Like, what is the chances of two girls with green eyes? I shall marry them both. <laughs> it's like, you dirty cunt, you <laughs> dirty, dirty bastards. Um, John Carpenter must love, like, really grotesque creature, like, effects. Yeah. Like, physical effects. Like, obviously, with all the stuff with the thing. Yeah. But just the way that big ginger, Bigfoot thing looks fucking awful. The face on it, uh. like, the big jaw and the... The wee shriveled eyes is like, oh, Jesus, what visions are in your head? You are the fucking guy that designs your gear. So, and again, I think that that might be a bit too. I was thinking Stan Winston, but mm. that's a bit maybe no. I don't think that's a Stan Winston. That's, that's a bit low key for him, like. <laughs> um, but ah, you're talking about. When they all start, like, egg shens pulling all the troops together and Aye. they get some of the, 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 the chancing, like, fucking martial arts groups together and fucking big dumb Jack Burton's like, hey, do they, any of these guys even know English? Are they savvy? And there's, like, one dude that's like, hey, who is this guy? And, like, the most American accent is like, well, that's you fucking tell. <laughs> it's a bit with our, um, under the, like, under, like, under the building. Ah, where they're going down the the underground, like, the the Chinatown undergrounds. Yeah. Where it's, like, fucking mystic caves in in these sewers. 
And then what about that big fucking creature? Like, mind they're just walking and like some big eyeball thing just fucking eats one of the men. <sighs> like, that, that looked like a big fucking expensive monster that came and ate, ate that cunt for just like one shot. Uh-huh. There's some giant monster underground just munched one of the chancing. I thought, okay. I give maybe just to emphasise how scary the underground was. Then that's about bit they're walking, obviously, and the camera kind of thumbs it as if they're walking in front of the camera, then the fucking levitating thing with the eye shows up. The Guardian. Yeah. Aye. And then, like, Jack's like, what the fuck's that? And then Shen's like, ah, basically, it... There's a live feed to fucking Lopan. fucking Lopan thinks. Aye. And then fucking Jack just pulls out his gun and tries to shoot, and he's like, ah, he's like, you need to try. Aye. It just fucks off, going, no! <laughs> But aye, that thing always messed me up as a kid. Just gonna watch that bit. You know, it's like they end up in a bar, or there's like a lounge, and it's more or less this film fucking loves elevators, and so they get to this next elevator, and they're on the left, and it's like a tiny wee fucking hand they come out yeah at the bottom. Aye, because they all get there, and Egg shares like, no, 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 I've got a drink. We've got to drink this, and (laughs) it's like trust it, fucking. They're all about the go day, the big final mission. Egg Shen's out on the shots, pouring all the tumblers on the table. And it's like this weird fucking confidence boost that they all get off it. Because <laughs> they're all like standing in the elevator and they're, they're like, all like, they're like, and they're just, I, I feel good. I, they're all quiet, but they're all kind of smiling and nodding, going, aye. <laughs> yeah. Shit, how did I feel quite, this, this stuff worked. And then Jaffa said, they're all a bit fucking hot in this lift. Because <laughs> the more or less. They're going for the the final battle now. Yeah. And they're going to save the girls. Basically, that's like the wedding. It's like a wedding, pretty much. Yeah. Aye, exactly. They're going to interrupt the wedding. But when they get done there, and they're sort of trying to sneak in, and the guardian spots them. Yeah. And this is when Jack. I don't know if it was Jack, but somebody just fucking stabs it in the pus. Aye. They just fucking pick up. And it makes a fucking Scooby Doo sound. Goes. Arr! <laughs> as it gets fucking. Like, fucking nailed. Basically, that's when they get spotted by that bit. Where fucking Jack like fucking shoots it. Ah, he's like, charge! Like, fires a bullet and knocks himself out. Like, oh, you, you silly. He is, like, he wangs the true fucking hero uh, and Jack's the big dumb sidekick. But, ah, the fight kicks off. Like, obviously, the fucking storms. Aye, one of the, the, the big muscly storm dudes. Aye, but there's one point where he comes across Jack and he grabs his machine gun and just destroys it in one punch aye I fucking love that shot like just the fact it just the fucking dust like, the bit that the bit that I like is when uh, Jack like comes back like comes to and then like the fucking guy in armour comes at him and he's just trying to get like his fucking knife the out knife of his shoot boot. and he like kind of like falls on him and gets impaled aye he boots his fucking foot up aye. pushes the blade out through the boot and just kind like, of just, pulls just him, stabs him like right it's a cuddle pal and it just looks so uncomfortable eh? like aye. Jack's like actually struggling to get the fucking like foot like, away from him and it get just the guy works off in him. his favour it just fucking cuddles the dude to death <laughs> uh, you even get that fucking shot where like Lopan and fucking Egg Shen start fighting through these weird avatars it's like they start aye, playing video games with their aye, fingers it's like almost like a fucking cheap Star Wars sort of thing eh? like aye Space balls. Aye. With a fucking rear ring. Aye, saber exactly. They're using the force to fight. <coughs> Aye. Uh, what else do we get? Because there's quite a lot going on around here. You get, Aye. like, Wang is... You get that, like, fl- uh, the floating sideways fight between uh, Wang and the Exactly, like, full-on uh, proper Chinese, uh, like, when they do the flying martial arts, the wuja yeah. thing where they're flying through the air having fucking sword fights. Yeah. And uh, I love how it's just the, even the shot uh, Wang where he's running around a guy and he just fucking runs up on the wall <laughs> like does a fucking aye. loop as if he's Sonic the Hedgehog aye and what else Wang Chi whips out the metal fan when the lightning dude tries to hit him he just fucking reflects it back at aye. him aye there's at one point where one of the the three storms is doing a flying kick towards Wang and it looks as if he stabs him in the sole of the foot it's like he's flying towards him he just fucking dodges and stabs him in the sole of the foot he's like that, that's, that's a bit much I'll be really sore I guess but that's like some dirty tactics I think like mm. that getting stabbed in the foot that's about as bad as walking on Lego and bare feet like, uh, that's fucking, something horrible as a uh, father of two young boys like 
standing on Duplo's band, but when they get to the small bricks, that's sinister. Like, you're on the floor trying to hold in tears in front of your children <laughs> as you're trying to pull out fucking minifigures from between your toes. Now, obviously, 80s Kim Cattrall is a wee bit easy on the eyes. Aye. Like, I never really knew she was, like, this fucking big back in the 80s. I never knew things like Mannequin and Porky's. Um, obviously I always just remembered her for being like the slutty one for sex in the city Uh, which is weird like obviously it must have been like a career revival for her at that point yeah because she'd obviously fallen out of like Uh, the mainstream but she does seem to be like a huge fucking figure in the 80s yeah nah I can't think of what else she would have been in around that time but I think maybe Mannequin was like one of the big ones uh, Porky's was also a big one in the early 80s as well. Yeah. Aye, when I get to one of the speeches at the end where Jack, like, obviously Jack saves Gracie and they have Aye, a smoke. Aye, but, because uh, fucking Lopans took Gracie. Mm. And, uh, and then he just fucking gets rid of him by fucking throwing a knife at his head. Aye. And then that's when it causes, like, 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 it's like the Indiana Jones effect when he tries to take the Holy Grail. Aye, the whole fucking place comes down. Yeah. It is, like... It's, just it's, that... it's pretty cool the way they get rid of... It's how you see... Aye. So that's when you see the fucking huge... Aye, he fucking blows up. Aye. It is. Um, that knife throw is impressive. Like, Aye. It's sort of like you least expect it. You kind of expect a big duel between Aye. Jack and Lopan, but it's just a case of... Aye, throws like kinda, catch, it, chucked a bag, hits him in the face, like boom. Like what the yeah, fuck? Like, like blind. You kinda of feel cheating, but no, because you kinda of expect Jack to Aye, that's his luck. Like, I lucky was, as it like, gets for him. Like I kinda of almost forgot that I was kinda of expecting fucking like Ed Chen to finish him off or fucking Wang. Eh? Exactly. But it comes into the only thing that he's got going for him is yeah. his reflexes. Yeah. Manages to catch it, throw it back and scalp him in the pus. <laughs> uh, um so then you see obviously that's Storm dude inflates. Yeah, the lightning uh, one fucking. That's where they're climbing up the. the wee zip line thing. Aye. And they, and they, the they fucking cave his skull in with one of the giant Buddha statues. <laughs> or a pot or something. <laughs> Aye. Aye. It's like, he's going to say, I'm going to get you. So they're not. Drop the big vase on your head, you bastard. I do. I love fucking. I'll say this all the time, but the circulating lightning effects in the 80s films. Aye. are always cool as fuck I always love Aye. just seeing like when somebody charged up you just see all the fucking circulating electricity yeah. coming off them because you about... get the first shot right at the very start with the guys just, like talking to Ed Shen Aye. and he's doing he that does, bit with his like, sorcery and he's like <laughs> and that's the littlest thing but that's the problem it never it always starts small but it gets in big <laughs> trouble Little China Aye. I, that was a you kind of wonder if maybe they wanted to call it big problem in Little China but then they changed it to big trouble aye and let's see, Margo and Eddie. Ah, pretty much, pretty much gonna fuck you. Like, she's like, no I've written my story, that. and he's like, I, I, I can like, help you find a title for I that think story. You come in and find a title for it. Ah, you'll fucking where to look first. Mm-hmm. I wrote, she is gonna be hunting for his little China soon after. <laughs> Stereotype, man. I, well, no, it's just a coincidence with the title. <laughs> uh, didn't he say she was going to fucking hit? Like a pig sniffing for truffles, looking for a little Eddie, but um, <laughs> probably find that at the back of fucking Jack's truck. Oh, there's fucking something hanging out the back of Jack's truck at the end when he's done <laughs> his fetching speech. He's saying talking about old Jack and the big old pork chop express and something else and pointless meaning life story. It kind of shows you though that like was Jack interested in Gracie at the end because obviously she talks about why do you not just get like a truck that's got like an apartment in the back and all that and Aye. he's like well he's like at the end of the day he's like I end up just rubbing folk the wrong way exactly and, uh, so I think he just kind of prefers being like the loner aye and the, he doesn't need romance he's got <laughs> the big reward in the thumb is he actually gets his money for one that he won for the bottle exactly at the, end of the thumb aye uh, like it goes fat full day, circle the fact that he claims he's a rich man for only getting like what fucking earning like Twelve hundred dollars or something, mm-hmm. and you get uh, him driving away at the end, doing a big bullshit speech. To but uh, there's no free rides in life. And then the, like, the camera pans out, and, uh, and then and big ginger, uh, big foots, yeah, sitting in the back. I was wondering if they they wanted, wanted to do, to, uh, 
Aye, we're talking about the sequel after Wizard Aye, because that's it. In the last year or so, they've teased that The Rock was going to be the lead in a remake. Uh... And, I mean, The Rock's in every remake or every sequel at the moment. But it's one of these things that's never really Aye. came to anything. Like, maybe last, maybe two years ago, it was, like, big news. Um... And all day it was like, oh, oh didn't he? Um, but... I think it's one of these things where not even John Carpenter, it wasn't like his, he's not got a say in the matter. Like uh, I reckon whether the rights to the film maybe lie with a studio uh, and it's them because at that point they're like giving it to The Rock. On my notes, I've got <clears throat> stuff about the studio. Mm-hmm. But I think that even John Carpenter wasn't even being considered as a director. Nah. And you think if you kind of want to do it right, like at least... Uh, at least bring him on board there. Aye. Like I get have them consult it because this is like what they're doing with the new Halloween film ah he's basically like, the consultant for fucking Danny McBride and exactly David so fucking Gordon Green whatever his name is exactly so like that gives you a little bit more faith yeah in that saying right at least they're kind of going the right way about it they're talking to like the, the fucking source yeah but that frankly it's never really came to anything but I reckon if that's going to be well he's done Jumanji ah, yeah, he's done that. Baywatch I think and what fucking else he's got other than like I think he's doing superhero stuff but mm. maybe <clears throat> Big Trouble in Little China that's one of those things that could just be left alone aye aye is that the way fuck about it aye uh, what about your notes is there anything uh, you wanna that was no mentioned we're one as well you should always mention it about every character film and it's always the score yes aye uh, and it's the fact that it's not just him that writes it, it's his band that plays it. Aye, yeah. And uh, the band's called. Uh, I didn't even write the band's name on my fucking notes. <laughs> That's the thing. But uh, it was like him and his band that also wrote like, the guitar tracks for it and yeah. stuff. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll edit it in. There'll be us talking and then we'll go. John's band. Uh, it's got a fucking weird name to mm-hmm. It's like a. John and the Carpenters. Nah, it's actually not. Um, uh, let's see, let's find it. I'll just have a look at that. Uh, I'm trying to think how else this film lives nowadays. Is there, there's comic book series. Ah, is it, is it Escape from Big Trouble in Little China? Ah, that was one of the spin-offs they did. Ah, because I'm sure you were talking about it. Ah, that was like I'm a six-issue run where, um, again, it's like Lopan or some sorcery going on and somebody summons uh, Jack Burton into another universe. And what basically somebody's trying to do is find is into the, Jack Burton gets transformed, trans, transported into the universe of Escape from New York. They're trying to find Snake Plissken, and the only way to find him is bringing the Snake Pliskins from alternative universes to hunt him. And of course, Jack Burton is there, this Earth's equivalent of Snake Plissken. Uh. So that's a wee six issue run. It's quite funny. There is an ongoing like Big Trouble in Little China comic book series which is I think it's got three or four like paperbacks out and come in September there's a new comic series another mini series that's starting called Old Man Burton (sighs) and it's about well obviously Jack Burton in his older years and John Carpenter writing that as well oh is it so might be be like a wee six issue run so Uh, uh, ah so we're talking about the The band the band uh, the The band band actually called the Coupe de Vils. The Coupe de Vils. Yeah. Uh, surprisingly, it's actually formed by folk that he works with like other firms, uh, like fucking Tommy Lee Wallace and Nick right. Castle. They were in the Halloween. Aye. They were part of the Halloween crew. All right. Uh, Kurt Russell initially was going to turn down the role because he thought it would bomb because of him. Mm-hmm. But John Carpenter basically talked him around into doing it. Yeah. Kurt Russell turned down Highlander in the same year. Okay. Uh, to do Big Trouble instead. That's something, because I would think, when you think Christopher Lambert, uh, it is Highlander and Mortal Kombat. Like, when you think Kurt Russell, you kind of, you count about 10 different films you can him for yeah so uh, I'm, I'm no it's in fact right, like, 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 let's give um, Christopher Lambert a couple ones right, like, the first Highlander was good but the other ones were just shit aye 
Well, that was a franchise for Christopher Lambert. That was like, ah, that's yeah. his baby. That's. Uh, we've also talked about this in the notes that started from, and I'm pretty sure everybody at him is aware that this is number four out of five films that John Carpenter's done with Kurt Russell, obviously. Mm-hmm. With the two escapes, that one, the thing. Yep. And the Elvis Presley one? That is the other one, huh? Yeah. Aye. Oh, well. No, I was going to say Death Proof, but that's fucking Tarantino. Uh, as well, as another one I've got. The studio wanted to get Jackie Chan to play Wang. All right. But because uh, Jackie Chan's English, no being was, yeah. very fluent back mm-hmm. in the times, they ended up going with... Nah, Dennis Dunn. Dennis Dunn, that's his name. I want to say Danny Dunn for a second. <laughs> but uh, that's the... Uh, the good thing because I guess like, it's probably easy enough to find like an American Chinese yeah. person because I mean, his did, English was I mean, flawless did, uh, did Wang do anything after Big Trouble? Mm, I do think so I've no not looked any, into no it no anything noteworthy anyway, as, exactly. far as, I'm, as far as I'm aware aye well even when you look him up on IMDB he's not even got a profile picture oh does he not nah, so it, it kind of gives yeah, you the impression that he's never bothered either pursuing it it might be a one time deal because I didn't I even care what the short rounds doing nowadays <laughs> I know, who was that fucking... Like, Asian sidekicks, kind of just... Uh, I remember there was all these conspiracy theories, like, a few months ago, that, uh, that Glenn for Walking Dead was apparently supposed to be short round <laughs> and all that, and then... <laughs> if there was only one Asian in Hollywood, this <laughs> is who he is. As a child. It's like, for fuck's sake, grow up. <laughs> uh, you want to look at some facts and figures? Aye. Right, Big Trouble in Little China cost $25 million to make. Aye, I mean, maybe that's a probably a pretty decent bud budget, but for all the, like that final action sequence and all those big sets, like everything looks aye. fucking authentic as fuck. Like aye, everything, aye, that look, the sets looked amazing. Nothing sure, are they? Nothing sure the fact that it's actually filmed in like Little China. And all exactly. Like. Box office. What do you predict? Uh, I think. I think domestically it probably made about maybe 60. Lower. 50? Lower. 40? D- uh, divide that by 4. Okay. Fuck uh, off, it only made 10 million domestically. Uh, 11.1. Really? Yes. Uh, and I had to fucking find, like, there's no the proper overseas. worldwide. Oh, right. uh, IMDb did list individual countries like uh, Australia, Hong Kong, Sweden, Germany, and the opening takings for the UK. So when I, I put all that together, done into like American currency, uh, I made it for yeah. three million. So a film that cost twenty five million to make, according to the internet, it's only made fourteen million back. Do you want to know why that is? That prediction of Kurt Russell. No, uh, do you want to know why that is? Because every fucker went to see Cobra. Every that fucker went like... to see Cobra. And Stand By Me and yeah, that yeah, other was, one. What was that one we were going to do? I think they were saying this came out like a couple weeks. It might be this, I'm thinking something else. But both of this came out a fortnight after Aliens. Oh yeah, Aliens, I, I suppose. So I think it was one of these things, it came out in June. Right some yeah. aye, like blockbusters and it just fucking fell into the cracks. And it's uh, grown like a huge fan base uh, on the home market. Exactly. But I bet Kurt Russell's like, no, that reinforces my theory that I'll bomb your films, John. Don't put me <laughs> in it. I know. Our working relationship's done. Although there was another, actually, there was a really other interesting trivia I, know, I noticed that you might have picked up on. Right. See where he was dressed up in the brothel? Yes. The outfit he was wearing. Right. He'd done that in used cars. All right, uh, aye. He wore the same outfit in used cars. That makes sense. It, every time I just look at him in that, I just hear Chris Farley in my head saying, it lives in a van down by the river. <laughs> I think, because I think he has like the same like hair combed down to uh, the sides yeah. and daft glasses and a suit. But uh, Amazon one star reviews out of 272. Is there, really any, is there any legitimate ones on the phone or Eight. Uh, eight. So I've chosen three decent ones where they actually talk about the, the film, film and right, not right, like right. my DVD doesn't work. Aye, aye. Yeah, let's go. B-rate movie only good for teenagers by Ian. Having read previous reviews of this movie, I thought it would be a really good adventure film. Uh, that it is not. If you wish to see a good adult adventure movie. 
Get Indiana Jones. This movie's for kids. Which, uh, it's, it's like reverse roles, because Indiana I, Jones I, I, is I, I, a family-friendly adventure. Indiana Jones is made for... I mean, this is... This, like, you could... I'm pretty sure when like Cameron's probably about 10, 11, you'd probably show him it, because it's quite... A, it's light, light-hearted. Isn't exactly, it? like... There's there's no blood. Uh, there's, there's the the violence is uh, fantasy. Uh, like there martial arts, there's flying kicks. There's, <clears throat> there's a knife throw. I mean, when the fucking monsters like the guardian and the big ginger bigfoot yeah, shows yeah. up, they'll be like sort of covering his eyes, uh, or which I would expect for a child of that age. But to be fair, when you sent me a Snapchat this morning, the the boys curled up on the couch. Uh, I thought you were going to be watching that or Running Man. Shit, what were we watching? It was um, Charlie Brown, the Snoopy movie. Ah, uh, right. Uh, it is, it's weird, you just put it on, like, whew, the house goes quiet, it's amazing. <laughs> so, but aye, but fucking, uh, aye, fuck off here. For good adult adventure movies, like, oh aye, what's this, the fucking adult adventures you're looking for, what's this, like, Indiana Jones, and he spelled. What would you class an adult adventure? I know, um, let's see, think of an adventure movie that's rated 18, that's what I'd think. Not there. Fucking, if you could think of an answer at home, tweet us at Termin- FAS Podcast. Uh, Terminator? It's not, it's not really uh, when adventure. I hear adventure, thriller, I do think like Indiana Jones, uh, Romance in the Stone. Back to the Future. Back to the Future, like adventure. Uh, Adult adventure? Like, is it something like that, but with a fucking sex scene in the middle of it? Like, the, uh, is this a Jean-Claude Van Damme film? Like, he always usually manages to do a double splits and fuck a couple of people in a red-lit room in his films and typically is on adventures, but... Yeah, that's not a good question. I'm going to have to go and like, look that myself. Alright, let, let our audience at home send us tweets if they could figure out what an adult adventure film is without it being just... I know, I remember uh, I was say Bambus doesn't count. <laughs> And our last, my least favourite film of the 80s by Shelley. I'm obsessed with the 80s, lol. I have a massive collection of 80s films, but this was one, this one was awful. The acting was terrible, the storyline ridiculous, and I found it very boring. I know a lot of people who love this film, so each to their own, I couldn't stand it personally. I'm glad she said that she had an extensive collection of 80s films. Mm-hmm. I'm glad it was 80s and not 8 something. <laughs> you know? Or 80s other films. Aye. You know? But. Okay, hey. Yeah. So that's, that was the, the the offenders for this week. At uh, least it wasn't none of the, oh, my, my Blu rays got shit resolution. Aye, I don't. result would be, it's only got one Blu ray release, and that's our one, I think. Yeah, aye, that's it. Um, aye, that's pretty much you've got your straight, your normal studio DVD release, and then you've got Arrow with all the bells and whistles. Yeah. So, but now, uh, what's next for Films and Swearing? Our 80s season continues with 1987's The Running Man from director Paul Michael Glaser. 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 For our website, filmsandswearing.com for links to our Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, and Twitter. Uh, For Twitter, you can follow us at FAS Podcast. We'll be publishing polls for future podcasts. Submit your vote and help us choose what film to watch next. Uh, Patron, if you pledge $1 a month, you'll be given access to our Patron page where you get access to exclusive podcasts, audio commentaries, extended episodes, uh, which feature further discussions, rants, reviews, and the occasional cat taking a shit. Only for $1 a month. And <laughs> uh, now. So, we'll do our shout-out med- med- Yes, shout-out Andros for our theme music, which we're not playing at the moment. So yes, um, wait, let's get a bit, waving as if I've got a full head of hair, wave my head back and forth. away! Okay, anyway, um, we are, we're taking news away because it's the end of the show. Thanks to all our listeners for tuning in, letting us fill your lugs, but it's now that time for us to pull out 
And if we've learned one thing for the day, Mike, it would be... Jack Byrne actually does have fucking pigs in the back of his truck. Hey, fuck off and tune in next week.